Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. Today, I'm going to be talking with Allison Russell about community well-being. Super excited to dig into this topic today. You are listening to Creating Wellness from Within, a podcast devoted to helping you live your best life through self-care and wellness. In each episode, we strive to offer you actionable advice and tools to help you with your journey towards greater personal wellness. I am your host, Amy Zellmer. I am editor-in-chief of Minnesota Yoga and Life magazine and the Brain Health magazine. I'm also the author of the Chair Yoga Pocket Guide due out in April of 23. I am passionate about yoga, wellness, photography, travel, and all things glittery. You can learn more about me at creatingwellnessfromwithin.com. Today, my guest is Allison Russell, and she is passionate about helping and inspiring yoga teachers to overcome self-doubt and burnout. She is dedicated to assisting yoga teachers to connect with their authenticity, enabling them to become powerful leaders of transformation in their yoga communities. Since becoming a yoga teacher in 2006, she has completed her master's degree in exercise physiology, in addition to over 2,000 hours of formal yoga and yoga therapy training, and is a CIAYT yoga therapist. She uses her knowledge and experience to guide yoga teachers along their yoga teacher journey, supporting them through through the mental, spiritual, and physical challenges that they face. She is the founder of the Yoga Teacher Conf, dedicated to elevating, educating, and inspiring yoga teachers around the globe through affordable continuing education, community support, and connection. She's an extroverted optimist, and she loves hiking, skiing, and connecting to nature with her husband, Sean. Welcome, Allison. So happy to finally have you here. Yes, thanks so much, Amy. I'm excited to be on. Well, I'm excited to dig into this topic of community well-being. And I think, you know, if there's anything we've learned from the pandemic, it's that having a community is important, whatever that community might be, right? Yes. Yes. You know, it's it's interesting. Years and years and years ago, we all like kind of had family communities, right? You didn't really travel far away. You didn't live far away from your family. You grew up together. You lived kind of in the same town. And over the years, we've just, you know, we've ventured out. Technology connects us more. And so we can, you know, we can move to different states. My my parents live in Oklahoma. My brother lives in Nebraska. I live here. And we're all from Texas, right? Our, the rest of our family's there. And so over the years, we've lost some of that family support. Mm-hmm. It's not directly involved with us now, but we still need community. We still crave community. And so seeing that kind of um, evolution, you know, we're still all, we want community. We're Brett, not bread, um, geared towards the yeah. community, but we have to find it in other places. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's human nature. Right. So, and, you know, if you go way back in history, right. Like the women, um, like in the local communities, like the women kind of ran the community and took care of the children while the, while the men went out and hunted. Right. And, and so, I mean, it's just, it is, it's really um, part of our genetic makeup kind of, I think. Yeah, 
yeah, I, I completely agree. So, and you know, now with social media, there's like the good and the bad, right? Like it gives us another community, but it also causes lots of feelings of like, um, competition, like, oh my gosh, I'm not good enough, or there's so much better than me, or, you know, like, I just, I, I see so much of this showing up, um, the more, the longer social media is around and I don't see it going anywhere. Right. So, um, it's about embracing the good part of social media, right. And trying to let go of the not so great parts. Yeah. I mean, during the pandemic, social media really, really helped, right? It, it mm-hmm. brought us together, being able to have Zoom meetings, all of that has transformed. Yeah. Um, transformed how we work, how we live, how we interact with each other. But there's still something about the in-person piece, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. You can just build a relationship much faster, I feel like, from like a first meeting with someone. I can, I can have a first in-person meeting with someone and be like, Yes, I love you, or eh, you're not really my mm-hmm. person. Versus mm-hmm. virtually, it may take me a couple times to figure it out, you know. Agreed. Social, social media, then, you know, that's even a whole different beast, right? Often we only see one side to social media. We don't often we only see the good stuff, right? We don't we don't know what highlight going. reel. <laughs> yes. Yep. They're called highlight reels for a reason. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And, you know, and one of the things I found fascinating about the pandemic, I do a lot of work in the brain injury world. I do a lot of advocacy work. I speak to a lot of groups. The thing that like surprised me, because we're all about accessibility, right? With, with disability. And there was like no Zoom meetings. Everything was in person. And if you have transportation issues or, you know, with brain injury, you might have a headache or just not feel like leaving the house or not have the energy or have the ability or have the money to put the gas in your car, right? But you can log on to a Zoom meeting. (laughs) It's like, why were we not doing this before? Like, why, you know, and now we can do hybrid versions. There's, There's just, you know, like, cause Zoom's been around for quite some time. And before that we had Skype. Um, so it's just like, man, for a community that's supposed to be accessible, why were we not doing this sooner? So I will say COVID brought out silver linings, um, and, and showed us ways we could do things that we hadn't thought of before. So, um, different ways of growing community. Yes. Yes. Looking back now on COVID, Man, that was a crazy time. Uh, but we have come- <laughs> That's the understatement of the year. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's just, it's always interesting to look at, here's where we were, and now here's where we are. What are some of the good things that have shifted because of that? And I would say hybrid, Zoom meetings, that kind of stuff. Definitely one of the positives, the silver lining, like you said. So, yeah. 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 So Allison, let's let's talk a little bit about like, community and what that means and um you know like finding your community i think it's really hard and i know you've moved a time or two in your life i think it's hard for people when they move in particular whether it's for a job or whatever um to to find their new community and i'm seeing now post covid like people might still live in the same place 
But it's almost like they have to find their community all over again because things, the landscape has just changed so much. Yeah, I've I felt that too. You know, some things have changed and gone away. Other things have been added. We as individual people have changed so much. Yeah. I know. I know some of the communities I was really involved in. I just don't have any interest in that anymore. Right? I've just changed as a person and shifted into something else. So I, I see that too. And you know, there's there's lots of ways to find community. Um, I always think I like to start personally. I like to start just by finding similar interests, right? Um, finding hobbies. Yeah. If there's someone that you like that you're friends with, they're probably pretty cool and they have friends too. So yeah. is there a way to like start to get into that kind of friendship group, you know? Um, what are your hobbies that you like to engage in? Are there churches nearby? I know around here in Denver, um, I don't personally go to church for community, but there are meditation groups that meet every Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, There are yoga classes that I go to every single day. Same teacher, you build community that way. So there, there are always groups out there if you know what your hobbies are. And some people don't have hobbies. My first suggestion would be picking up a hobby. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I get asked all the time what my hobbies are. And I'm like, work. <laughs> and for the person who's never been self-employed, that just like blows their mind. <laughs> yes. But I love what I do. So I don't mind working on it. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I used to be, whenever I had my own business too, I was the same way. I was like, well, work's my hobby. I love it. But it also did provide me a great community, yeah. right? It, even even just other small business owners were going to mm-hmm. be my community. So you can still find community at work, even at your current place of employment. You know, mm-hmm. there may be a group of people there that you just really get along with. I will say the hard part is making the effort. Most communities, or I'm also going to say kind of groups, they need a leader. I can't tell you how many, how many people that I've really enjoyed hanging out with, how many friends I've had or other, other groups I've been involved in that if someone's not putting the organizing the whole thing, everyone just kind of falls and trickles away. Right. Um, my husband, Sean, I talk about him a lot, but he is an incredible, like, group planner. He's always that friend who's like, Hey, it's Friday. Let's all do dinner. Hey, it's Saturday. Let's all get together. He's always that person involved. I just reap the benefits because I got to go. It's great. (laughs) But if you don't have that one person who's like kind of driving it, like, Hey, let's get together. Hey, let's get together. Hey, let's get together. It's easy to fall away. And I think sometimes people don't want to bother others like, oh, well, they may have something going on. I don't I don't want to bother them. They'll reach out to me. That's that's not the best way you you have to take the effort. You have to take the initiative. The worst thing they can say is no. You know, Mm -hmm. you have to take the initiative. You can't ever go on a date if you're not out there actually like putting yourself out there. And that can be really challenging and really hard. I know it can be. Scary. I'm I'm a huge extrovert, so it's not as scary for yeah. me. But it can be scary, but it is 
it's the only way that things can move forward, you know? So I used to, I used to refer to it kind of as a, um, like networking and and talking to people and being that leader of the group as like a getting over a heartbreak. You know, Mm -hmm. if you, if you got your heart broken, which I'm sure we all have at some point, we've all had our heart broken. That doesn't mean that after your first heartbreak, you just never try again, right? If it's something that you want, you have to put yourself out there into a vulnerable space. And it's challenging and it's scary and it's tough. But if you keep doing it, you keep putting in the work, you will find what you're looking for. So it's yeah. like dating. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, you know, I've seen a lot of posts, particularly recently, about just like, I'm tired of always being the one that reaches out to my friends. I'm done. If you don't reach out to me, then I guess we're just done. And I'm just kind of like, you know, I also come to this with a disability mind too. So it's like, I got to take a, you, you got to take a step back from that because like you were just talking about Sean and he's the planner. If he quit planning things, it would probably all just go away. Like you said, and, and that other person might be the type who's like, oh, I don't want to bother them. They probably don't want to, they probably don't want to have dinner with me. Oh, they might not like me anymore. Like you don't know what's going through their head. There's a whole epidemic of mental health problems post COVID, right? Like, so it's, I want my point, I guess, is just to encourage you to continue reaching out to those friends, even though you feel like you're the only one who ever puts that effort in <clears throat> that other friend appreciates your effort, right? Like you're the one type of personality and they're the other. And that's why your friendship works. Yes. And also if, if you are wanting someone else to plan things, don't just totally disengage and just be yes, like, oh, don't ghost them. <laughs> yeah. Don't just ghost to be like, well, if I'm important enough, you'll get in touch with me. No, they may actually think you enjoy planning and they're trying not to step on your toes. If you're looking for a break, ask them to plan the next event. Yes. That's that is some, because that is something Sean has done in the past. He always got tasked with planning bachelor parties. <laughs> he, he's been in like, I, that man has been in at least 20 weddings and he's always planning the bachelor parties. And finally, he just got to the point where he's like, look, I'll be in the wedding, but I can't plan another bachelor party. I need someone else to take the initiative. And someone else easily stepped up. They were like, yeah, I've been really wanting to. So I, I will gladly do that. Perfect. Now there's a few other people involved. He wasn't just like, no, find someone else. You have to sometimes empower and ask for help when you need help. Don't just ghost yeah. people. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you're the one that gets ghosted, right. Like it might not be you at all. It might, it's totally that other person's going through something. So if you've been ghosted and you've tried reaching out, I mean, just, I, I just, I feel so bad for people who get ghosted and they don't know why, um, but yet it's not about you. It's about that other person. And you just don't ever know what they're going through. Um, and I know, I just know how hard that can be for some people. Yeah. And that happens. Yeah. Especially when it's been a friend for a long time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
And sometimes there are times when friendship breakups are necessary, right? Mm -hmm. They, I'm not saying that if someone is a toxic friend that you need to always be reaching out to them. Yeah. It's okay to break up with friends. It's okay yep. to, to end relationships at times. If mm -hmm. it's not a fulfilling relationship, if it's something that you're dreading, it's time to leave. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just like any relationship, just sometimes they have to end and, and sometimes they end um, just naturally, right. For like no real reason, things just kind of end and people move on. And it's just the ebb and the flow of the universe. And, um, you know, I know there's friends that I'm like, gosh, I wonder whatever, like whatever happened, you know, wonder what they're doing now. Um, so it just, it just happens. There's an ebb and flow of everything. Yeah. Yep. It's very natural. So mm -hmm. So I know you also started the Yoga Teacher Conf. Uh, what year did you begin that in? Uh, <laughs> I started. <laughs> I signed my con. I signed my hotel contract in 2019, and we were not able to have our first one until 2022. <laughs> the first in person. We did have a virtual event in 2021. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And. I know part of your, you know, goal with that was one to bring valuable education to teachers, to yoga teachers, um, but also to build community, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yoga teachers, and often people just in health and wellness can be kind of lonely, right? Yeah. Um, Especially small business owners. Yeah, same as small business owners. And people don't understand what you're going through. I have a whole group of friends I'm very, very close with. Not a single one of them does yoga. My husband will, he loves, well, he doesn't love listening to me talk about yoga, <laughs> but I, I make him listen to me talk about yoga. <laughs> he doesn't have anything interesting to add, right? Versus my yoga community, I go to them with more of my thought-provoking questions or, or, hey, I'm struggling with this. How do I overcome it? I don't necessarily talk to this group of friends about that. I talk to my yoga community. We have unique needs. You know, my friends don't care about eating healthy. I need to talk to other people about what are some of your favorite recipes to eat healthy. So I think it's really important to find that community that supports you and that can really provide you with education and accountability, especially. And there's lots and lots of groups out there. Online can be an incredible group, in-person meetups, yoga studios, yoga conferences, like what you're putting together, Amy. All of those are great places to go and to, to dive deeper and nerd out, if I got to be honest, which is what I love. You get to nerd out and you get to connect with people who are really like-minded. And I think that's what we are missing a lot of within health and wellness spaces. We need people who are like-minded so that we can ask our questions, so that we can get support. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing um, meet and greets. I did my first one. I think it was fall of 21. Um, and we had just kind of gone back into like a little COVID, like a sort of lockdown, right? Like there was another outbreak. Um, 
So it wasn't super well attended, but the people who came really wanted to be there and meet each other. Um, And then now I've since had several more meet and greets. And, you know, it's just, it's a place, they're held at, you know, one of my partner's studios or or locations. And and, um, it's just really fun to watch people come out and meet each other. Like, you know, they're coming from different cities. So like, they've never like done yoga with this person or met this other person, but they all have that, that shared commonality of yoga and wellness in general. And like, they're getting to meet each other. And I know I've seen like new friendships form. So it's been super cool to watch that, that sort of thing happen. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that. You know, I started the North Dakota yoga conference in 2017 and North North Dakota was not known for a lot of yoga, right? (laughs) And so, but I knew that there were these pockets of people who were really interested in this. And so I wanted to start the conference as a chance to bring everyone together. And it was a huge success because people came from all over the state and were just like, oh my gosh, I've been me. I've been wanting this. I've been needing this friendships were formed that they're still in relationship with each other for over five or six years. Well, yeah, five or six years now. Um, And it's just been, you know, even from that, then business partnerships were formed and lots and lots of success from that in-person community. And if you can bring people from a whole state together, you can see some really amazing transformations happen. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm really excited about with the upcoming conference, um, the Minnesota yoga conference, which, um, you have been helping me with, you've been a huge help in helping me get, get that going. Um, but that's what I'm so excited about. Like a- almost all the early bird ticket sales were out state, yes. right? Cause they have to plan, they have to get hotels and, you know, local people, you know, we can wait till the last minute. Please don't do that. Um, <laughs> That's only a little gratuitous plug about that. Please don't do that. Um, but, you know, I'm so excited because, you know, you watch these conferences and you watch the people come in and they're coming in kind of not knowing anyone and they're just kind of shy and meandering around. And then, you know, they sit down next to somebody and start talking to them. And then, you know, by the end of the conference, they have like 10 new friends. Um and I, it's, it's just, I think it's really cool to watch, like just kind of as an observer being that fly on the wall and watching that happen. Yes, I agree. I love seeing all that connection happening and there, and especially at a yoga event, it's all really authentic, right? <laughs> yeah. um, I've gone to like networking events before where they feel like super super slimy, super like, yeah, contrived. Yeah. Contrived. Oh, what do you do? You help me. I'll help you. That kind of thing. Right. Whenever you're at like a health and wellness event, and especially a yoga event, the connections are authentic. Yeah. Right. They are truly, Hey, how can I help you? Oh my gosh. I really love what you're talking about. I would love to talk with you more about this. They're just a lot more authentic, not a give and receive kind of relationship, Mm -hmm. but a true community. Yeah. And I'm sure you started to see this with the North Dakota conference because you did it several years. Um, So 
my background is a photographer for many years and we had our annual conference once a year and we kind of move around different destinations. Um, and it was like a great big friend reunion, right? You, you show up to this conference and all your photographer friends are there and you're able to catch up with them. And like, that's what like I'm excited about with the conference as it begins to grow. And it almost becomes like this great big reunion every year. Um, do you kind of, see that with your North Dakota one in specific? Oh, yes. Yes. I saw that with the North Dakota conference for sure. And also with the yoga teacher comp that we held here in Denver. What I also saw because we were all online for two years before, I saw all these people who were meeting online and actually myself as well. I had met all these yoga teachers online and we all got to meet in person for the first time ever. Yeah. Yeah. People had been like some of these podcast hosts, they had known of each other and been communicating for like a decade. And this was their first time to meet in person. And it was so fun. It was Mm -hmm. so fun to actually, you know, see how tall someone is. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You can't gauge that on, on zoom. Yeah. You can't really gauge that. So it was really amazing to get everyone together from online communities. There were even some people there who were, um, they had become like business besties. They were supporting each other in their businesses and they met for the first time at the event. And I'll never forget. I was still setting up and they saw each other from across the venue and literally like shrieked in excitement at seeing each other and gave each other huge hugs. And it was just, uh, it made me, made me so happy. So yeah. Happy. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, community just really is just so important. And whether it's your yoga community or your friend network, or, you know, like you said about work, some of my closest friends are the people I worked with like 25 years ago when I worked in a restaurant, like we're still all friends and we don't see each other often, but like, we still like you, you pick right back up, right. Where you left off last time you saw each other. Right. And it is, it's just, you know, we're human and we crave community. Um, and so I think it's just so important for our, our mental well being. Yeah. I mean, there is pretty good. I mean, they say whenever you're looking for a new job, it's not what, you know, it's who, you know, yes. And I have seen that over and over and over again. You have, if you have that community, they can, you know, they're, oh, we have a job here that we're hiring for. You'd be great for it. You know, that kind of community is really, really important as well. Um, Community helps us, you know, financially with work. It helps us physically with our health mental health as well, emotional, spiritual health. Churches are great. That's that spiritual community as well. All facets of our lives Mm -hmm. depend on community. I, I think it was just yesterday, actually, I was scanning NPR and it said, oh, you know, there's a good headline caught my attention. I think the name of the article was something like, do this one thing to really accomplish your new year's resolution. And I was like, Oh, what is this one thing? Right. (laughs) Yep. And the one thing was find a social group. Uh, group. 
establish better social connections, and that will bring you more happiness this year. And I was like, that's so simple. Of course. Mm -hmm. Having that social group is the one thing that will make you happy and help you accomplish. And you're more likely to accomplish your new year's resolutions. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We know the benefits. It's just, we have to make the effort as well. Yeah. Well, Allison, this has been such a great conversation. Um, Where can people go to connect with you and find out more about you? Yeah. So you can go to my website, uh, yoga teacher conf There's lots of free resources on there for yoga teachers. Um, I'm also on Instagram, although I've been taking a little bit of a social media hiatus for a while, but you can find me at Allison Russell, um, or at yoga teacher conf. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. This has been such a great conversation. So glad to finally have you on my podcast. Such a pleasure. Yes, Amy. Thank you so much. And good luck with the Minnesota Yoga Conference. Yes. Thank you. And thank you everyone for listening. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please consider leaving a five-star review wherever you're listening to help others on their own wellness journey discover this podcast. And be sure to head to mnyogalife.com and join our email list to stay in the know of local events, the upcoming yoga conference, and so much more. Thank you all for listening. I will see you all in the next episode.